to face, hand to hand, film to film. Welcome to another episode of Film to Film, the bad podcast podcast about films according to folks around my apartment. My name is Iñaki, and I'm here with my very good friend James. How are you doing, James? Good. I, I also think that's probably a false statement, unless your your uh, partner <laughs> would actually say that. <laughs> I think that, I think you. Uh, I think there was a. I think the voting on that was just one out of two people. All right. I should have said most folks in my apartment. Um, <laughs> so, hey, happy New Year! Yeah, happy New Year! First podcast of twenty twenty one. I know. Uh, you know, we an extremely shitty year just ended, and it feels like a new. Perhaps less shitty, perhaps even more shitty year is coming up. We'll see. We're off to a great start. I know. <laughs> you know but the, the first week was wonderful. No instances at all of uh, anything going on in the world. Right. There, there, oh. there were no violence anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, besides that, have you watched anything new? Um... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been watching uh, kind of the usual smattering of uh, Italian films and, and uh, horror movies that I've been sort of getting up to date on. Um, what about yourself? Um, I caught up. I got caught up with uh, The Mandalorian, and All right. um, because of that, I ended up watching with my partner the other Star Wars movie, everything except for the prequels. And you mean the best ones? <laughs> you know, at this point, there is a strong debate between like whether the Revenge of the Sith is as bad in comparison to um, the the very last one that came out with uh, the the Rise of Skywalker. Revenge of the Sith is Episode yeah. Three. Okay. So Episode Three versus I've... Episode Nine. Okay, so the worst one of uh, the new trilogy and the best one of the the prequels? Yeah, I mean, The Last Jedi, I know a lot of people who think that The Last Jedi is actually as bad as, uh, if not worse, than than, uh, The uh, Rise of Skywalker. That's eight? Yeah. Okay, I mean, you're talking to someone that's definitely not a Star Wars nerd. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have nothing to contribute to this debate. Yeah, that that's fair. I I think I'm just saying like if you were to ask me, I actually my answer is I don't know. I don't know if the Last Jedi or the Rise of Skywalker is better or worse than the Revenge of the Sith. I think they're both bad, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, they're bad. Yeah. Anyways. So, beyond that, uh, you know, going back to our theme of crime, mystery, and all that stuff, today was my turn to, to pick, and I picked the movie The Secret, Secret in Their Eyes, or El Secreto en Sus Ojos, en sus ojos uh, the Argentine movie from 2009. What do you think of this movie? Um, this is my second time seeing it. I saw this film right when it came out. If I remember right, it was nominated for a foreign Oscar. So I think that's how it was sort of on my radar um, at the time. 
Um, it was a thriller, uh, and I liked it when it first came out. I can't say... I, I would say I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, and I, I rewatching it again, I probably had a very similar takeaway. Um, I think this is, is a good movie. I think it's well made. I, I enjoyed watching it both times I saw mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, just well made, polished, um, a lot of things going for it quite. Uh, so I, I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I liked it a lot too. Uh, I saw it when it came around when it came out as well. Uh, especially I think I, I watched it after it won uh, the Academy Awards for best oh it won, yeah, it won. wow okay yes. yeah uh, and so I watched it then um, I remember liking, liking it a lot uh, watching it watching it again there's things that are really good about this movie and but I do think that there's uh, it's a little bit too um what do you call it? Uh, too sappy or corny in some moments? Yeah, it's a little too sentimental. Uh, uh, it, it pushes, for me personally, I have, I'm not a big sentimental person. Mm-hmm. So uh, so this movie is a little bit above that threshold. It's not enough to totally ruin the movie or anything like that, but it's probably a little bit more uh, sentimental beyond my personal preferences at least. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Um, and, and I'm not talking about this like I personally don't mind sentimentality I, I just think that uh, uh, this movie has a romantic theme that almost feels out of place it, it's I mean it, it is organic within it uh, it has to do with other themes within the movie but uh, I, I just feel like it's the weakest part and it's the part where it ends Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the st- strength of this is like largely the characters and sort of the mystery of uh-huh. it. Um, but I, I think I agree with you. There's a lot of romance in it, and I think the the uh, actors in it do a good job of selling uh, selling it as much as they possibly can. But I think it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think there's parts of it that feel that don't 100% work. I exactly. Guess, or at least aren't 100% convincing. Which I put more towards, like maybe the writing rather than maybe the performances, which I think are just all around quite good. Yeah, no, the performances are amazing. So, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about facts about the movie. Uh, it was directed by Juan Jose Campanella. Uh, it was based on a novel by Eduardo Sacheri, which I think that might be that might be the reason why uh, the movie has that sappy part of uh, the plot. Uh, it was written by Campanella Sacchetti. Uh, the cin- cinematography was by Felix Monti. Um, and overall, you know, this movie has been rated very high. Rotten Tomato, I think 89%, 80 on Metacritic, 8.2 in IMDb. So, I mean, very popular, very popular all across the board. Right. I, I saw when uh, I watched this on uh, Prime that... Uh, uh, I, I briefly removed my uh, mouse and it said that this is the first Argentine film to be in the IMDb Top 250. Wow, okay, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, I mean, it's so good that it, it had a horrible remake, Hollywood remake. <laughs> that That's the marking of success right there. If you get a Hollywood remake, uh, then... And, and if it's terrible and everyone's like, see the original first, I'm all for that remake. Make that remake so we can go back and revisit the original. Exactly. I'm pro remake. Exactly. Yeah. I, In a very roundabout <laughs> way. 
<laughs> I actually haven't seen the remake. I today I just watched the uh, trailer for it, and and we're gonna get a little bit into this movie. But how do you make a remake of this movie when this movie has historical context that completely would not translate to the United States? I don't know. I'd have to read the Wikipedia to hear what they tried. I mean, what would they put it against? Like, I, Civil War? I don't know. I, I Not Civil War, sorry. Uh, civil Rights Movement? I'm not even sure. Uh, well, so from what I watched, there's only one person of color. The not None of the people dead are of color, so they're all white. I mean, you got Nicole Kidman. You got, uh, I think, Julia Roberts in it. Uh, so, I mean, we're talking about lots of white people. The criminal is white. The victim is white. And it's set in, like, the early night. It, like, maybe in, like, it's set in, like, the 2000s, early 2000s. So, none of it makes sense. Like, if it was doing the civil rights movement, and, yeah, the victim was black or something like that, that would make sense because... Right. Yeah. It, I mean, this movie, it really, I mean, I think it's one of the strengths of this film um, is it's very, I feel like this is, uh, the fact that it was actually won the Oscar is actually unsurprising to me because it hits so many of the notes uh, <laughs> that you the Academy likes. It's like, especially if, if we're thinking about, I mean, I feel like the Academy has changed a little bit in recent years. Like Parasite is very unlike this film, but it's like a very historical drama based off of the novel it does a great job of creating sort of like period details and stuff like that some of the acting is very good and it's just very polished filmmaking and i feel like that's like an, a, a a recipe that the academy has rewarded a lot exactly. um, especially in sort of that area like you think about some of like english patient um, some of those ones uh in like the 90s 2000s uh -huh. it's like that's like that's like uh it's like your old 70 year old oscar voter is like uh Looking that up, uh, like I don't know, like crap. Exactly. I mean, and, and <laughs> add like you know, sort of dictatorship, injustice kind of concept. Then yeah. you one hundred percent are golden, and, and 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 this movie touches a little bit on that. I, well, I guess one thing I do like about this movie is that it, it is that it is set up in a period in in Argentina's history where you had a quasi dictatorship already. Uh, with you know lots of uh, human rights violation, but the movie doesn't actually uh, you know that's incidental to the plot. It's so incidental that if you did, if you were not paying attention, you wouldn't notice. Right. I mean, it works even without knowing that uh, having a very full background there. So I mean, that makes sense why uh, it translates well to foreign audiences too that might not know it so well. Right. Uh, but it, it also makes a good explanation of why. Uh, the the criminal was freed yeah yeah uh so yeah with, with that mentioned before we jump more into the plot of this movie i want to do the one sentence review uh, one sentence summary i got this from wikipedia so here it goes the film depicts a judiciary employee and his boss a law clerk in 1974 as they investigate a rape murder case while, fo while also following the character 25 years later, reminiscing over the case and unearthing the buried romance between them. There you go. I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, it hits 
Yeah, no, I think that's all the notes. I mean, I'm glad they mentioned the romance because that's something where I could see the synopsis easily leaving out, but it's actually perhaps more important than even some of like the mystery elements to this, uh, to to the film. I, I think the movie, the movie's intention is that this should be the most important thing, even though it is the least interest, interesting thing about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the things about this movie that I, I thought was interesting is how it plays with different styles. Um, for example, when, when um, I'll go more into detail later about each scene, but starting with the intro, you have this uh, train scene where someone's leaving. Very cliche, but for how it's filmed in a really grainy, grainy manner with colors sort of very highlighted and underlighted at the same time. What did you think of that? Of the intro? Uh, man, I actually don't have as strong of a vivid Im uh, image of the intro as, uh, as you described, but uh, I mean, I do remember the train scene. I mean, they keep cutting to trains. There's a lot of train stations in this That's film. That's true. So, uh, yeah. it, 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 so that was grainier. That makes sense. Okay. I, I feel like I should rewatch that before I give like a full opinion. Okay. But I, I mean, in general, I, I thought the, the, it was well polished and I did, I, I thought the train scenes and stuff like that were well filmed. Yeah. Especially, I mean, when it's leaving, it's like the most, the most cliche train scene yet you still find it effective. Um, yeah, I mean, we literally get like the the hands holding up the hands. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a little bit much, but yeah, I mean, we we hit we get our train train cliches. Although the movie actually even makes fun of it because uh, so one of the things about this movie is that the the pass uh, the pass is usually is is based on a novel that uh, the main character Esposito is writing on. Um, and the novel is based on a criminal case that he worked on back in the 70s. And within it, he writes a romance between him and his boss, the law clerk. Uh, her character's name is Hastings. And when he gives Hastings, who now is a judge, he has her read the novel. She reads that part and she literally makes fun of it. She's like, oh my God, this is kind of cliche. <laughs> He's like, this is really, really what happened. It's like that's how I remember it. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I do like the fact that the movie does uh, uh, touch upon that. Um, yeah, it at least acknowledges the cliche. Yeah. Um, although I wonder if the uh, movie makers added that in. They're like, ah, I guess we got to do this one, but let's uh, let's uh, at least let them know that we know that this is a little. Cheesy. Maybe. Um, I'm really curious about uh, about the novel and whether the novel is written the same way. Because the movie itself is very nonlinear, given the, yes, the structure. So maybe the right. novel itself is written that way. So w <laughs> one thing, I, I to me, it was a little bit hard to follow uh, as an American. It was like, what the fuck was uh, Espos Esposito's position? Like, what was his job? What was Hastings' job? Because they they're working for a judge, but they're also but he's also doing like detective work. Um, do you have any issues with that or following that? Um, I just went along with it. I feel like this is probably going to be more. I feel like my experience is probably more typical uh, 
it, you're right. It probably doesn't make sense. There's probably all kinds of holes. Um, and you have more of an insider look into, uh, I don't know, like lawyer stuff yeah. uh, or whatever, how that works. So it's just like, oh, okay, she's his boss now? Okay, all right. And so I just kind of went along with it. It actually didn't bother me, but now that you mention it, it probably will bother me uh, now. <laughs> well, then, uh, uh, that's funny. But, but because it's true, it's like everyone's like, don't do this. It's like, well, we actually never see him doing any of his other work either. So <laughs> he's just – and it's like I mean there's there's occasional references to that and it's like he also apparently has a wife that we never see uh, she's getting married to someone uh, there's all kinds of like stuff in the private life that either was cut out or, or is just like not included so it's kind of interesting because yeah. it definitely shows you a very um, selected piece selected slice of both of their lives which which makes sense on, uh, thematically I mean this movie is really all about memories and what you remember Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I mean, thematically speaking, it makes sense. It makes it, it even makes sense that they don't explain to you what what's happening. I mean, I had to. I had an idea of maybe what was happening, so I did look it up. It's not a plot hole at all. What you see, well, I mean, he not him not doing his work is. I wouldn't call it a plot hole. It just shows that he's a bad employee. Um, but the the movie's not a plot hole in that. In Argentina, in the seventies, they had for criminal cases they had what's called an uh, inquisitor, inquisitorial system, where instead of having a prosecutor uh, running the case, you have a magistrate judge running the case and doing all the fact finding. So you would have, on one hand, from the state, you have the police doing investigation, but along with the police, you have a judge doing the investigation. Obviously, a judge will not do the actual investigation, so it would be, and, and neither is going to be the judge's law clerk, who is also an attorney. So it's going to be the person next to that, and the person below that, which is Posito is, who is like just you know, uh, uh, a, an employee of of the the courthouse that does the, that kind of mm. investigation. So he's not a de- he's mm. not a detective. He's he works for the judge. Uh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, then. but yeah, for an American system, because it's doesn't. like <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's like th- there's this lawyer doing all this investigating. Uh, it's like shouldn't it be like there's almost no cops in this film too. Well, there's a detective. I, I mean, this movie shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a detective. He was working once in a while along with that detective, the old guy with the. Uh, there was an, an old guy. Actually, you see it more in the uh, the stadium scene, where there are the cops right, and this right. uh, guy, older guy with mustache. That's the detective. But but yeah, it's different. It's like instead of a prosecutor uh, working with detectives, here you have uh, here you have a judge employee working, and that's actually why they compl- he complained that this should not be their case. Uh, because it looks like the other guy, the uh, I'll call it the bad guy, uh, Romano. He's mm-hmm. a, he's sort of a prosecutor, so this should have been the prosecutor's case, but the prosecutor gave it to this judge. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of inner politics going on too. Yeah, and uh, which is what happens with that kind of legal system that we don't have here in the U.S. Uh, okay. They have it in Italy. So maybe rewatching those movies might be a 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure those movies are extremely accurate depictions of the Italian legal system of the 1973. Oh, 100%. I mean, wouldn't they be? Yeah. <laughs> Street law, also also known as documentary. <laughs> um, I... I mean, this, that was an, just a weird tidbit that I thought was interesting just to watch. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I thought was interesting is um, be, with, that, with the whole politics situation, uh, the inner politics was just uh, how Roman was like, fuck it, I want to get rid of this case. And just finds like two foreigners to arrest and beat the shit out to get co- uh, confessions out of them. Mm-hmm. And Esposito could have literally been like, "All right, that's good enough," and then the the mm-hmm. the whole thing would have ended. The only reason why he didn't, yeah. I feel like, is because he sort of uh, he sort of fell for Morales, the husband of the victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, yeah. Who plays a key role? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, all, all the stuff you mentioned, it actually reminds me, and I did think of this movie while we were watching it. It reminds me kind of a, a different side of the coin of a movie like Memories of Murder, which is also like a historical drama where you see a lot of like the, the, the Korea in that specific era, which is under like a, basically a military dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's also based off of Memories. It's, it's a movie that flashes back, although it focuses a lot more on the present day. Um, so kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're exactly the same, but they do feel like they're maybe distant cousins or something like. Well, that. Well, yeah, no, for sure. And how, in a way, ju- the justice system doesn't work in those kind of governments, especially the, like right, right. Because you know, if a prosecutor can get people, it's like if a prosecutor wants to get rid of a case, they can just you know get innocent people to, especially min- minorities or immigrants to be treated right, like, right, right. Now. Let's not say that that doesn't happen in the U.S., which is why, you know, the remake actually could have been really good had they set it up in the 1960s. Yeah, yeah, it could have, I mean, this film deals with an, a couple different class issues, so, I mean, yeah, it would have been more interesting. I mean, we neither of us have seen that film, so maybe it does, maybe it's totally different, but I don't know. Yeah, fair. I still think that they should have set it in the 60s. Like in in the American version, there's only thirteen years have passed. You just mm-hmm. watch the trailer; you'll see. Okay. <laughs> um, one. So, what scenes to you stood out from this movie? Well, I mean, there's a couple. Um, one thing I'll mention real fast that I it's not necessarily a scene, but I feel like it does help uh to just like sort of create one of your first impressions of it is the initial shot they do of the actual crime oh, yeah and so you see sort of how heinous it is um and it's very photographic and how it's done it you can tell they put a lot of attention to detail mm. um and it's just super violent that one image and so you can sort of i mean that image is super important just to sort of show how this this um this specific crime grips basically Morales, who, whose wife got killed, um, as well as our main uh, uh, lawyer guy who does the investigation. I forget his Esposito. name. Esposito? Um, yeah, Esposito, sorry. Um, and uh, it, so I think that one's important. And the other one that is more showy and obviously stands out is the uh, tracking shot where they uh, catch um, catch the criminal. 
um, so was starting out from uh, sort of overhead um, and then come, kind of zooming in on the soccer game, oh, the, which I also quite yeah, enjoyed. No, yeah, no, the I would say that's the racing the the, the racing, racing stadium. That's a really good uh, shot. It is, yeah. Like it took me a, a while to uh, to notice how it was a si- all all was all was a uh, single take or quarter quarter single take, you know, like um, yeah. But once you figure it out, it's like a lot happens, and there's a lot of humor in that entire scene too. That chase scene, mm-hmm. um, especially in the bathroom. I mean, this movie has <laughs> a lot of humor. Uh huh. Interesting. Do you, don't you think so? Um, I picked up on some. I I couldn't have said I I for me it didn't have maybe as much humor as a, as maybe like a Spanish speaking uh, uh, audience member would, but um, I I I didn't think it was like super dark the entire time either. So yeah, I I think there's humor in the in in the way that um that in certain dialogue, especially when uh, it came uh, when it dealt with uh, Pablo Pablo Sandoval. Um, mm, right, right, right. You had the drunk. yeah, the drunk, the the drunk employee of uh, Esposito. He, I mean, most of the bar scenes were not funny, but like you, you got a couple of scenes where the, the scene right before the stadium chase scene, where he finds out or he cracks the the fact that the killer is a Racing fa- uh, fan. And by the way, Racing is a mm-hmm. soccer team from Argentina. Anyways. You know, it, it was just pretty funny how he just like starts reading the letters out loud while he has this other guy who I think is a lawyer, but also very drunk, explaining what each each player and each moment of that, that team's history is, and it's just like and he goes into this whole spiel. It's like you can change how you look, you can change your job, you can change everything, but you can never change your passion. And <laughs> and based on that, and based on a picture. These guys are going to the soccer games, and although you only see one scene, it's implied that they've been going for like eight days straight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like the uh, guy in Memories of Murder going to uh, bathhouses looking for pubic hair. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, except they actually catch their their guy at this one. That's true. Um, random, but didn't uh, didn't Sandoval remind you a little bit of like John Oliver? <laughs> And I don't know, because he has a big nose? I don't know. Just the look of him. There's something about him that was really familiar. And I think while you were talking about him, I just put it together that he reminds me of John Oliver. So, it didn't. And that's mainly because I actually... uh, I've seen other movies with that actor. So, the actor is... Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Guillermo Franchella. He is Uh very famous in Argentina for comedies. Oh, I see. Okay. And normally, he has a mustache. In fact, I think this was one of the first movies where he did not have a mustache. He had he had to shave hmm. his mustache. So I was more distracted by the fact that he didn't have a mustache than uh, <laughs> the fact that uh, he might have looked like John Oliver. Um, well, this movie actually has a lot of com- comedians. So it uh, has Franchella and then the uh, detective. Oh, sorry. The inspector uh, also is uh, who is uh, Jose Luis Gioia. Also, apparently, is a comedian from Argentina. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, 
And I mean, and you do have the humor there. Especially, and I, going back to it, I think the chase scene is one of one of the big ones where you have like them arguing with the cops, like chase him. How does he look like? We show you have a picture of him. Yeah, but uh, you know how tall he is. Normal height. <laughs> you know, like those kind of <laughs> those kind of dialogues. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how they could convince the uh, detect the the police to just be hanging out there for all those soccer games. Maybe they like the team too. I guess so. I mean, it just seems like a lot of police resources for a case that supposedly no one cares about. Yeah, well, it is Argentina, so soccer is their blood. That's true, but they weren't even watching the game; they were just hanging out in the in the area. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Once again, though, in this movie, just like many of the other movies we've seen, how effective do you think the police was? Oh, completely ineffective. I mean, it's it's not solved by them at all. Exactly. I, yeah. We, we, we don't even really know what they're doing. They just seem to help out on some stakeouts and, and mess up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, they, do, they are the ones who catch the... Uh, let me catch Gomez, but um, that's true. But still, though, like you know, you would imagine they would do a little bit more. Even, even the interrogation. I mean, that was done by uh, by the law clerk on uh, Esposito, <laughs> right? Um, right. Which is, I, I would say, it's another memorable scene for me. Which is, you know, like the good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one thing I'm, before going there, I want to talk a little bit about the characters. So you got Esposito, who is, you know, your main guy. He's just like an average guy who gets really into into this case. One, because of how horrible it is. But two, because he sees how in love Morales was with his wife. That's, mm -hmm. I think, repeated many times. Then uh, the other main character is, well, uh, his co-worker or employee, basically, uh, Sandoval, who is an alcoholic, and then his boss, the law clerk, who just came in from Harvard, or actually she was from Cornell, but they keep on saying Harvard. And, right. And um, that's Irene, uh, or Irene Mendez Hastings. And, and they're the three basically investigating the situation. Her, the boss is actually like very straight on the books. Uh, technically, their biggest box, boss is the judge. Uh, Fortuna La Calle, who I will talk a little bit later because he has a great scene. Um, but that, that judge basically doesn't want to do any work. He wants to mm -hmm. close all the cases. And that reminds me a little bit of The Wire. Hmm. Uh, okay. Like like Burrell or someone like that? Yeah. Was it, was it? Or Rawls? That one. Rawls, yeah, okay. like Rawls is like you know, fucking close the case, get rid of it. I don't want this murder case. Yeah. In my, like you know, it, it was a suicide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's a suicide. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the judge is a little bit like that too. And then I and and then Hastings, she's she doesn't really want to cross the judge. But it is funny. So going into the uh, in, quote unquote interrogation, uh, you know, they got the guy. On very shoddy, very shoddy evidence, right? I mean, all they have is literally pictures of him looking at at the at the victim. Weird. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't get anyone for that. So they're interrogating. Yeah. So the lesson is, uh, if you're going to kill someone, 
don't stare at them really strangely in all the photos you're in. With yeah. Them. At the same time, who, who Bad was idea. taking those pictures? I don't because, know. I mean, like, <laughs> when you're taking a picture, you take a picture, you'd be like, hey, everyone, look at the fucking camera. You. Yeah. You, Gomez, look at the camera, not at the, the random girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Go me! <laughs> Camera! Eyes! I <laughs> uh, know. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of absurd. In yeah. A way. No, I, mean, I, <laughs> I mean, it makes me think that he must have been super weird if we actually saw any of those. <laughs> Probably. Um, in this movie, was, if you actually put a lot of thought into it, there's a lot of things that are very absurd. Uh, one of yeah. those is the picture and why they catch him. Um, with with that said, I love the dialogue right before the interrogation because um, Esposito is used to be doing this with Sandoval, and I think Esposito is like the bad cop, and Sandoval is the good cop, or actually Esposito might be the mm -hmm. good cop. And his boss Hastings is like, "What are you doing?" And he is like, "Oh, we 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 have this thing where you know." I'm nice and he's old. Like that's this is how we get information. And she's like, "Yeah, that's like cliche. That's been done for years. Like that's the oldest thing in the book. <laughs> You're really gonna do a good <laughs> cop, bad cop?" And she's like, "Uh, yeah. Where is he? It's like he's drunk in a fucking bar. Damn it." <laughs> um, but you know, uh, again, in this movie, you know. I, for the same reasons, he figures. Uh, for similar reasons, he figures out that Gomez is the bad is the bad guy. Hastings figures out that he's the bad guy because her blouse was a little bit more open and he was staring at her tits. Yeah, I mean he's just a leery fucking dude. Yeah, so um, she's like, okay, he's the rapist. But what do you think about her like tactics of good cop, bad cop? I mean, it was probably the best scene in the movie, yeah. that whole interrogation scene, just dramatically speaking. It just works really uh -huh. well. Um, on a logical point, does the good path... I don't know. I mean, it seems almost absurd that it would work that way. Uh, so I think it's to the actor's credit that they are able to pull it yeah. off. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, we don't really know the character of Gomez, so it's hard to say how he's going to act. I mean, we just know he's a bad dude, he's leery as fuck, uh, and... Uh, uh, and that's kind of yeah. It. I I agree. I I mean, like, you know, it almost seems like it's working, and until uh, Sandoval shows up, all drunk, and I thought, all right, you know, that's it. And I mean, Gomez even goes goes and says like, oh, you guys are crazy. So I'm yeah. like, all right, yeah. shit, they lost them. And and I thought this movie was gonna be about that the first time I watched it, you know. Right. I, I even thought, like, the first time I watched it, I thought this was going to be, like, Memories of Murder. And, uh, right. Uh, but it is kind of funny how, like, she just keeps on saying, like, no, no, he wasn't the killer. Look at his, his crony-ass arms. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she insults the shit out of him uh, until he, you know, becomes all aggressive and shit. I mean, would you have done that? Would you have pulled your penis in front of a cop? <laughs> uh... No, I think <laughs> I think in America too. I think you might just get the crap beaten out of you. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, that was probably and, and that was one of the more intense scenes. Yeah, um, for sure. Lots of suspense. You really don't know whether or not they're gonna catch him. Actually, you don't. Even more like 
It's not like one is 100% sure that he was the killer. No. In fact, they start the scene and you're kind of like, oh, you don't think he is, yeah. actually. You're almost like, oh, man, they spent all this time catching the wrong guy. And you're like... And so uh, I think for me, because I didn't really remember if he was the killer or not uh, the second time I watched it, I thought maybe the second half of the movie was them catching the real mm -hmm. killer. But no. They... Uh, they caught the right guy. He's yeah. They got him. He was a piece of shit, and yeah. you know you're like, oh shit! But there's a whole like second half of the movie. What, what's going to be about now? And then you just get the, straight up the next scene, and you know the guy is like, uh, <clears throat> he's uh, Isabel Perón's bodyguard, in on showing up on TV, and you're like, what? And for for listeners, Isabel Perón was the the then president of Argentina. So, you know, fucked up. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, I, and I think that goes into the next, probably the next one of another of my favorite scenes. I mean, right before that, basically you learn that uh, Romano freed him. Because the guy's a good, really good at intel and really good with weapons, and apparently, like he probably is working for the government. Uh, and there's a little speech there about you know class and how Esposito is basically like low, a lower class person. He's actually not a lawyer, uh, while Hastings is a lawyer. And the guy mm -hmm. basically says like, "Why are you with Hastings? Why is she with you?" Like, mm -hmm. she is. She's an attorney from Harvard, and you're nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was a powerful scene. Also, it's kind of powerful. To me, it's the whole, like, Harvard cannot prepare you for uh, for Argentina right now. I thought that was a, that's a pretty good uh, statement in authoritarian governments. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but then it goes into the elevator. How, and like, what do you think about that? The elevator scene. Wait, can you recap the elevator scene real fast? They get into the elevator. It's a very small elevator, and right before it, uh, the doors closes. Gomez walks in and has a gun, and they take the elevator. All three of them together. Ah, uh, yeah, it's very awkward. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It didn't yeah. have much of an impact I mean, on you. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, for me, of the scenes we've just talked about, I will say by far the biggest impact for me uh, was the interrogation scene. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. So uh, maybe I was still recovering from those scenes because it is kind of back-to-back. -back yeah. Like he's, he's, they get him and then he's out real fast. That's true. So it's kind of like you get that cathartic feeling of catching the guy and then, uh, and then he's out, you know. That's fun. true. And all of a sudden he's like way more powerful and than before. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, as little as he shows up, uh, Gomez, I think, is a very memorable char like, character. I, I, the actor, um, Javier Godino, did a really good job. Mm. Either that or, you know, he just yeah. looks like a piece of shit. I'm not sure. <laughs> Either way, I think he's memorable. Uh, to me, that was one of the more impactful scenes. Um, and then you have Pablo's death, 
I'll tell you, like, yeah. that's another memorable highlight to me. You have any thoughts on that? It was well done. I mean, I like, it was, like, at night, uh, and just, like, seeing his dead body like that, I think it's quite mm-hmm. memorable. Are you talking about his actual killing, uh, as he imagined it, or, or finding him dead? All of it. I actually, I really, so maybe instead of talking about the scene, talk about, maybe talking more about in the concept of how, again, this movie plays with memories and imagination, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, how they do that for that scene is kind of clever in Mm -hmm. a way, because they're able to show like this romanticized version um, in Esposito's head of how uh, uh, Sandoval basically sacrificed himself um, to to help uh, him survive, like with the pictures being put down. I mean, pictures reoccurring um, sort right. of uh, device in this film mm-hmm. too. Um, but at the same time, they're able to acknowledge that maybe it didn't happen uh, in this way, right? Too, exactly. Uh, because uh, uh, it's like I'm just guessing uh, from what I know about the situation. Yeah, I mean, pa- uh, Pablo was like pissed drunk, so you know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, like maybe they just killed him in his sleep yeah exactly <laughs> and the picture probably maybe was put down accidentally by pablo as he was stumbling towards the bed yeah and uh either way like just like the other the the rape murder he his body is like bloodied to hell like has tons of yep. bullet yep. holes yep they killed the shit out of him yeah uh, I thought. I, I mean, I thought not even as a scene, but like as a concept. I thought they did a good job. I mean, this movie repeats itself often to you know enjoy the, those moments in, uh, with different perspectives. And then, of course, the last uh, the twist at the end. I don't know if you would call it a twist. I think it's a twist. I think it's fair to call it a twist. I remembered the twist because it was pretty. It was like one of those things that you just remember about mm-hmm. a film. I, so I did remember the end. Right. I, I think, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't ruin it to know the twist. Uh, it is uh, It is interesting, though, how, how fucked up it is, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. I mean, uh, I will say one thing. It's like, in terms of... So for, like, three of the characters, you see, like, the younger and their aged versions. You see Esposito... Mm-hmm. Actually, has aged really well. Yes. It looks like his hair is just great a little bit. Um, then you see uh, Irene, uh, I think was her name, and she is a, also aged pretty well. Uh, and then you see um, uh, uh, Morales. Um, Morales, and Morales has aged terribly in comparison. Oh my god! I mean, it's like he's like he he was supposed to be like ten years younger than those right. characters. Now he looks like ten years older. It looks like. Uh, I don't know. It looks like he needs like some Irishman treatment or something. I, I think they did a really bad job with the makeup. <laughs> See, I wasn't sure. I was like, but on the other hand, it makes sense because of him doing this messed up, really fucked up thing. Uh, he's aged himself. I mean, Gomez also looked like crap yes. uh, in his old age, but I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> right. You know, that's... Yeah, those those two looked really bad. I mean, it was like, maybe maybe uh, this form of revenge is, is taking its toll on both of them. Well, they're both bold. I think that's a big, big factor. They're both. That's bold. true. I, I mean, personally, I thought that the uh, uh, the makeup for uh, Morales was just not very good. Okay, uh, you know, 
Probably that's what yeah. it was. Because <laughs> I mean, he had like rather a weird than being like a statement on revenge, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks yeah. bad. Like he legitimately looks like it was like I think he's probably supposed to be how many years? Twenty five. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he's supposed to be like fifty ish, uh-huh. early fifties. No, I mean, I mean, especially compared to Esposito and Irene, who like looked like they've aged like ten years. Yeah, he looks, he looks awful. I, to be honest, I, I think they did a bad job with makeup with all of them when when aged because Esposito looks okay. way too young for you know, probably his yeah. age. I. It looks like they just grayed his hair slightly, added two wrinkles. Yeah, and then Irene literally is like they gave her a haircut. <laughs> Well, maybe they were just like, for those two, there's too many scenes with mm-hmm. them. So they just didn't bother doing that much. They didn't want to do the two hours in the morning each day for That's them. That's fair. So, so for, uh, the, uh, for uh, Morales and Gomez, who were only in a couple scenes aged, uh, they could uh, go all out. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Although it doesn't, it makes sense, but they probably shouldn't have done it to that extent because they really look terrible compared to the other yeah two. they really do <laughs> i mean especially i'd say her well i guess she was young too she was like in 20 because she was younger than esposito so she might have been 25 as well yeah okay. which would make her 50 it's not I mean, too old yeah um i know judge so one thing that to me that was confusing and this is just for the spanish part for Spanish-speaking people, I think, is that, uh, I guess in Argentina, at least back then, all people with a uh, law license are called doctors. Hmm. So, so that confused the shit out of me because, like, I knew that, but I didn't know that judges who also have a law license would be referred to as doctor. Ah. Uh. Then it gets confusing because, you know, like, it, and and in the subtitles, it, it was a lot better. The subtitles, when they were talking to the judge, they were like, Your Honor. Well, while they were talk, talking mm. to a law clerk, they were like, you know, Mr. or something. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I prefer that because doctor for everyone was really confusing. And I was not reading the subtitles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> not to not to wade in into the uh, the doctor uh, who can use the title doctor. Or not. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a Jewish doctor degree, which means I'm a doctor of law. <laughs> there you go. So I should be called doctor as well. No, that's should should we just call you that on each episode? I am Doctor Inyaki. No, I'll start calling you Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not do that. <laughs> Just, just say Esquire, and uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> All right. So one last part, and maybe, maybe this did, did get lost in translation, and why I thought this movie had so much comedy, were all the scenes with the judge. I don't know how much you paid attention with the judge, but he reminded me a lot of uh, Tom Cruise's character in uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh, okay. Like he was been a while. I know, but I'm talking about like you know a character who literally cannot speak to you without insulting the shit out of you throughout the process and cussing a whole bunch. And maybe that got lost in translation. I think it did because I barely remember the. Judge. Okay, so there yeah. there's one 
to me, he was not memorable. I see. At all. So yeah, there was one scene where like uh, Esposito asked the judge for an order to search the house of Gomez, uh, Gomez's mm-hmm. parents, to be precise. And the judge is like, "No, no. You, the only evidence you have is these pictures of him looking weird at people. No." So, uh, like, he's like, "I'm not gonna be that asshole." Like, he literally is like, "No. Do you see me with an idiot face? You're not doing that. No one's doing that." get better evidence or don't do it so then Esposito literally drives there uh, with uh, Pablo and they yeah. break in and then when they come back it's like uh, judge wants to see you alright and judge is like did you do you not hear when I told you not to go there or do you just you heard me and you thought you saw my stupid ass face and thought that I'm just an asshole who you cannot listen to and just decided to follow, do whatever the fuck you want. And he's like, uh, I think you're mistaken. Oh, am I? Well, you know, I received a call from a judge who, you know, like bumblefuck anywhere who did this and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, do I look like an asshole? And then he just went, goes into a rant about how much of, you know, like, he's like, I guess, I guess I'm not a fucking judge. I'm just a fucking clown to you. And I'm a fucking clown to everyone. You know, let's all clown around. And he's like, I don't know. Like, he just goes, basically, it's like, when I say A, I guess everyone will do Z. And then fuck this variety machine because the A is fucking broken. Who gave me this? And like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, one of those, like, comedic run yeah I mean same with before yeah. when uh, he's like thanks to you we lost Romano and Romano now is in like fucking Idaho who knows where you know like <laughs> yeah 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 bumfuck Iowa yeah. yeah I was like is that actual was that an actual translation no or, it, or it did wasn't they come but, okay. but I mean like might as well yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you did you watch this film with your partner no I ended up seeing him by myself Okay, because I was going to ask if she got the humor in those scenes, too. Probably not. I mean, like, probably, I mean, I would say if you didn't get it, I would. I, I almost want to double watch it just to see the subtitles. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, I mean, maybe it's possible I just missed it or, I mean, like, I, I do remember the scene you're talking about. I just don't remember it being as funny as, as you described, so... Uh, uh, maybe I just interpret it as like sort of like the the boss trope in an investigation movie where he's telling people to shut up, and so I just kind of tuned it out, and so sort of therefore missed sort of the humor of it or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I I thought it was just pretty comedic, and I mean, in fact, that the boss yelling at him was probably one of my my favorite scenes. But I I, I mean, again, I I didn't pay too much attention on the subtitles, so maybe a lot got lost. The one, the one scene that I did read the subtitles, and that's when uh, it was the stadium one, because mm-hmm. when I noticed that it was uh, all in one shot, I kind of rewind to rewatch it again. And mm-hmm. I did notice that, yes, some of the insults and swear words get lost or get get cut out in subtitles. Like when uh, right. Pablo kicks open that, uh, that stall while the guy's in the middle of taking a shit. I did find that funny. Uh, yeah, no, it is hilarious. <laughs> the guy is just like, I'm taking fucking shit. Can some get your own stuff? So he's just like, you motherfucker, can can someone just shit in peace? <laughs> you know, uh, those little moments. 
there's a lot. I, I think this movie has a lot of those gems of just like people cussing each other out. Also, I do have a, a, a strong. I do enjoy uh, Ar Argentinian accent and their insults. I find them funny. So again, that's more of a lost in translation. Right, uh, right. And also lost in appre appreciation of uh, of the. <clears throat> What not accent? What would be what I'm trying to say? Like the vernacular of a region, country. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, all in all, I mean, I think, you know, if all of that was it, I think this would have been a perfect movie. <laughs> right. So you're saying if it was more focused on just the investigation? Yeah. However, yeah. that's not the movie. The movie has the romance. And I think we should probably talk about yeah. it. What All right, What were your it. thoughts on this romance? Did you see chemistry between uh, uh, between uh, Esposito and Hastings? I mean, you could tell that he really liked her. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do think, as a whole, they do have good chemistry. Uh, the actors do have good chemistry with each other. Mm -hmm. Was the romance well-developed and... and to the point where it's like it deserves those last scenes of sentimentality not really in my opinion um so i mean that's kind of where i land i don't i feel like it's mainly a writing issue it, it just it wasn't quite well developed enough um i don't know i mean i if it were up to me too i i probably would have just figured out a way to cut it out yeah. you'd obviously be dealing with a very different movie then at that point mm -hmm. um but uh i don't know like or or made it like instead of being like 1A and 1B, where 1A is the, the thriller aspect and 1B is the romance, make, maybe you make it like a, a subplot or something that's like just sort of in the background. I, I agree. I think, um, yeah. Um, probably you cannot cut it off in the sense that like part of, uh, I mean, the romance, that has to have to do with, you know, actually, it, the romance itself actually touches on like I would say three major themes in this movie. Because I mean, this movie has right. like four themes, four major themes. I would say like judicial system or justice in general and how in, imperfect it is, passion, right, uh, memories and regrets, and class, and it touches the last three. You know, passion. I mean, this man was this man really passionate about that case? Or was he passionate about the relationship he had with his boss uh, until the case? Because it seems like after the case, he he stopped talking to her. You know, they, they right, lost their relationship. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more traditional thing is to just have it be about the case. And then you're more in like memories of murder or Zodiac territory right. rather than um, sort of like trying to split the difference. And in general, I, I mean, what this movie tries to do is more challenging. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it totally succeeds in that sense. I, I think in the two and a half, I think this movie is like two and a half hours, roughly? Um, okay, shorter, two hours? actually. Just a little over okay. two. Yeah, a little over So, two. I mean, in two hours, I think it was a little bit hard to build that. So maybe they could have made the movie longer. But do you want a longer movie? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, these days, I mean, I don't know what the, the scene is like in Argentina, but I feel like a story like this that is obviously trying to be very epic in scope, I feel like this becomes like a six-episode miniseries or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, today, definitely. And, yeah. I mean, in Argentina, today, probably they would have done that as well. 
Or uh, even they could have done, I mean, do you think in, uh, in two and a half hours they could have developed better their, their romance? Because, I mean, p part of me... Maybe. Or it could have just been worse. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, t I'm a little torn between, like, should they have just cut out the romance? Figured, But it's too essential to certain things, so you'd have to really redo the plot. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a little torn. You, it could make a worse movie or it could make a better one. Which is basically a non-answer. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I agree. I, I I struggle with it too because it does tie in all the other stuff. You know, class. She's rich. Right. He was poor. Right. Regrets and memories. Was it about the case? No, it really was about his love towards her. And then passion. Well, he's passionate about her. Not really the case. All of those. You know, it, it works. It works well thematically. It probably worked really well in the book. Here it just feels too corny. Yeah. I think you can get away with more corniness in a book. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who this author is either, but maybe uh, maybe if they cut out the romance, they would have had uh, like a Stephen King going after their Stanley Kubrick situation, so they couldn't do it totally. Right. I mean, on, I, I think, I think the, the miniseries probably would have done a better job at that. Because one thing I must say is if they took out the romance, this movie would be just another one, you know, as you mentioned one before. Yeah, except those two movies are so good that it's like, I'll take another one. That's true. <laughs> Give me another yeah. one. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take another one. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and this one, again, like its strength on the, on the, uh, proce the procedural matter is, is really strong. I mean, you, you get, you got corruption going on for it right you got cops grabbing the wrong people uh yeah cops grabbing the wrong people and torturing them in order to confess which makes complete injustice happen and then mm -hmm. you got you got judges who don't want to do their job you got uh they get the bad guy but then he's re he is you know removed for either because romano just was really angry at esposito or because the, this guy was uh, a secret police informant, we don't know. Right. Uh, I mean, for for political for, reasons, basically. I mean, the case for cutting out the romance is you could put a lot more in about that, mm -hmm. about like uh, how Gomez and what that happens like, and I think that'd be really good. It could it has the potential to be really good because you could focus a lot more on that uh, that corruption and stuff like that during that era. And I also think that uh, one thing that was also undercovered is like the two uh, uh, foreigners that, or one a foreigner and one lower class person that uh, were basically put up to the crime at right. the beginning. Um, so I mean, that's that's. I mean, honestly, they spent a very small amount of time considering that's like a really really bad injustice. Um, so. Um, so the case against uh, the case for removing the romances, you could potentially add a lot more um, substance and, and, and contextual backing to uh, some of those other things. No, too. for sure, uh, especially because uh, yeah. you know th that's where you also have the racial aspect, uh, the right. the poor Argentine and the uh, Bolivian who were Bolivian. Yeah, yeah. The, both of them are are non-white. To Argentinian standards, to the point that one of them is like, "Oh, oh, those those uh, black, uh, you know, oh, you got soft on those black guys. That's why you're gonna put a report on me or something like that." And then you know the other guy is like, "I'm gonna make your, I'm gonna, you know, make your eyes black." 
fucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that, there's a strong there, there. There are very strong social issues that are sort of touched upon, but not really uh, dived into. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Yeah. It, well, let's you know. Kind of would would like to know the answer from uh, the director. <laughs> I, I, now I'm putting it together the American remake in my head too. I'm like. Set it in the South during the 1960s or something, and then you have like uh, the the uh, prosecutor or whatever, or I don't know. You'd have to significantly redo the the criminal justice and who was what position. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could you could definitely make that work. So it's kind of weird to me that they wouldn't do. Yeah, that. I mean, you could have like uh, it would be like the attorney general. Uh, the attorney general would be the judge. Then you got like yeah. you know one of his. Uh, one of his, his attorneys would be the uh, would be Hastings, and then you get uh, below that you get, you know, like one of her. Yeah, Hastings, who came back to work in the South from a Ivy League mm-hmm. school. So that still works really well. They they call her Harvard, and she came from Cornell. You could literally copy that, copy exactly, that. and then, and then Darian is you know like a detective that. A, a, yeah, a that, detective that never escaped the South. Yeah. There you go. And then, uh, yeah, you got we you did. Got a, there, yeah, Spacito is a detective, and Sandoval is, you know, his partner. Well, you got it. Yeah, his drunk partner. I mean, we, we have no shortage of drunk cops in uh, in America. So right, exactly. And then, and then, all you need to have is like, if, if you have the victims, basically, be you know, uh, if you had like Morales and and the victim being black. Now the only problem is that if you make this movie that movie today, yeah, it would be a white savior of issue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have, you, but in twenty fifteen, you probably could have made it. Honestly, twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you could have got away with it pretty easily too. I, I think. mean, and actually, you know what? Here's how you. Here's I, how you get rid of the yeah. uh, savior complex. Oh. Esposito is black. Oh, there you there go. You go. The main, yeah, that that actually makes total yeah, sense. Because you already yeah. had like in the south, you already had some black. Uh, uh, I mean, fuck it. It doesn't have to be in the south. It's not like the north didn't have racism. The north was racist as fuck too. So it could be you could have it set up in Chicago in the sixties, or and, and yeah. then uh, and then Esposito is black, and in fact that's why he's always at the prosecutor's place, because you know uh, they they don't trust him on the street. Because he's black. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's your plot. Listen to us, Hollywood. We just <laughs> we, we just made you the remake for you. It does. Yeah, we just made it forty percent better. Yeah. <laughs> and and with today's standards, so. Yeah. Remake it again, and pay us money. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What's next? Uh, I I think that's it. I think we've touched upon all the. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we literally just re- rewrote the American remake in a much better way. Yeah. Oh God! Go. Now I'm fearing the remake of Parasite. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about how Hollywood will fucking destroy that shit. Um, anyways, sorry, I got distracted with that. Um, outside of the tangent. Well, 
What is your rating for this movie? I'm probably right between a 7 and okay. an 8. Um, for me, this film is solid. I enjoy it. I can recommend it. I think it has good, broad appeal. I think most people will enjoy this film. Um, it's And the ending is a little depraved, but it's like not actually that violent. Um, so it's more just like, well, that's kind of fucked up. So I don't think it'll rub people too wrongly that way either. So I think it's a, it's a good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I give it an 8. Uh, the, okay. I, I think... The ending. Now, now that you mentioned it, I do want to point out what the ending is, just in case someone hasn't listened to it, that hasn't watched it, and are not planning to watch it. The uh, Morales basically kidnapped Gomez and kept kept him locked for twenty five years. Yeah. But not only that, when Esposito discovers all of this, Gomez tells him who could you please tell him could you please tell Morales to speak to me at least which implies that Morales though he feeds him and all that has never spoken to the man for 25 years yeah it's an old boy situation exactly <laughs> you know the ultimate silent treatment yeah <laughs> Morales is a stubborn stubborn dude well he was told that the crime would deserve life sentence which is why he ends with you said life <laughs> yeah wow you really took that very literally Morales <laughs> <laughs> yep he did um, I give it an 8 because of that <laughs> no, no, not just yeah. that but I give it an 8 because I think it's a really well done movie has really amazing scenes and I think they do a really good job with you know even with the plot the even though it has plot holes those plot holes are completely carried by the actors to a point that I just good good job good movie right my, my guess is that this movie and Wild Tales are probably the two biggest movies to come out of Argentina in like the last 10 or 15 years would you say that yeah I would say that I would say so yeah yeah which which do you prefer? I mean, they're, so different. they're very different for but I'm making for you entertainment value. Wild Tales, yeah, or okay, yeah, for me too. I, I like Wild Tales yeah. more. Uh, but I mean, yeah. like if you look at it objectively as a good movie, probably yeah. this one. This is more classically good. Wild Tales is more like a. It gives you that like sort of exhilarating feel where you don't know where it's going, um, which is I, I think why I like it. A it's a roller more. coaster. This is just, yeah. This is just like classically a solid film. I mean, I will sound like Scorsese here. Wild Tales is like a, like a park, like a oh shit, like yeah, like a roller coaster, like a park with uh, fuck. I'm blanking on the word uh, amusement park. Mm, you see, okay. Scorsese yeah. mentioned that to uh, about superhero movies, which, to be honest, I prefer watching probably a superhero movie over two thousand one Space Odyssey. Uh, me too. So <laughs> wait, so wait, so he said which one? Which one did you say is like a an amusement park? Uh, Wild Tales. Oh, okay. And this one is more of you know like your cinema. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if Scorsese would say that. I actually think Scorsese would prefer Wild Tales. You think so? I do. 
Actually, uh, probably. I don't, probably too. Yeah, it's just more interesting. It does more things. I mean, I feel like there are... The Secret of Their Eyes is a good movie, so don't get me wrong. I, I think it's solid, it's well-made, people should see the film. But I think Wild Tales is more original. And I think someone like Scorsese would appreciate that. You know what? I think that... You might be right. You might be right. It's hard... I mean, I still don't know what Scorsese meant by uh, Amusement Park anyways. I don't know if he was really talking about it as, an, as negative. Especially since he he produced a superhero <laughs> yeah. movie late after saying that. Um, what did he produce? The Joker. Technically not a superhero. Oh, I mean, oh okay. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> a superhero-based movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All in all, uh, yeah, I, it's, still though, I give it an 8. Uh, who won? Oh, jeez. Um, I guess the lead actor he's good mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's solid he's solid throughout the film um, he does a good job he carries the movie I mean it's kind of like one of those performances you expect like a big American actor or like Tom Hanks or someone like that to do where it's just like he's in the movie he's old he's young uh, he's you like him throughout um, he's just a very likable guy um, and he hits all the right notes. So I thought he uh, was just all around solid. It's a really good argument. I'm between him and either the director or cinematographer. I, whoever was the one who chose how the films were shot. Yeah. Uh, I actually, re- one thing I really enjoyed about this movie was um, that it never kept the same, it, it was always interesting. The way the manner things were yeah. shot. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and they were not repetitive. I mean, you 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 have the stadium scene, which is all a single tracking shot. You got the uh, the intro, which is highly stylized. Uh, you got a bunch of Dutch angles in 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 interesting ways, but not in like battlefield Earth ways. <laughs> but like, right. yeah. It's not, yeah. The only showy shot too is that is the the uh, stadium uh-huh. one. I mean, for the most part, it's just like very well framed and filmed um, in a way that it's like you don't even notice yeah. really. Like, yeah. So um, I don't know. I mean, and I'm not sure yeah. who was behind that. If it was uh, Felix Monti or if it was uh, uh, Juan Jose Campanella, but uh, but mm-hmm. I think good job. Yeah, exactly. I think. I gave them the uh, the winning award on uh, who won. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think the look of this film and the fact that it's a period piece also sort of creates like this timeless feel. Like, I think this film will age pretty well. I think people could enjoy this film probably in another ten years or twenty years. Um, so um, uh, it it feels like a film that's just not going to date too much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I think that's it for this film. So, James, what are we watching next time? We are going, surprisingly, back to Italy. Oh my god. Uh, where we're doing a double bill um, of Sergio Martino Giallo films. Okay, okay. On uh, which movies exactly? Um, these are. Uh, we are watching uh, Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward okay. and All the Colors of the Dark. Ooh, I like that title. I'm pretty sure it's completely relevant from the plot for the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, so we have a lot of titles, a lot of words in these titles. 
Um, all right. Well, you know, then I'm looking forward to our next episode. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, I think that's mostly it. You can follow us on ZA Film to Film on Twitter and send us an email at ZAFilmToFilm at gmail.com. Let us know how you uh, liked our episode. Let us know how you like and these movies. Know, We'd love to hear from you. Let us know if there's any movies you, are, you want us to watch. Yeah, and we'll consider it. Yes, it'll go into the uh, committee of considerations <laughs> of movies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, see ya. Yeah, goodbye.